Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and this week I am joined by Sarah. Unfortunately, Carla is not able to join us this week, but I'm happy to have Sarah with me this week. Uh, on Friday, we are going to be talking about Rage Against the Machine. So I know it seems like a very, very, like a vast difference from when we were talking about Marvin Gaye's album, What's Going On, last week. But I do think there is relevance in the fact that this is, again, someone using music to um, to make commentary on political situations and for activism and all of that. So I think it all kind of plays into each other. But Sarah, I am so glad to have you back on. You haven't been on since I can't mention, I can't talk about what we're talking about, but you haven't been on since the Gen X movie. So yes. <laughs> You can say that, right? <laughs> you can say Gen X movies. <laughs> there hasn't been, I don't think that's part of the struck work thing. It's just the actual movies themselves. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been a few months. Yes. So welcome back. Thank you. You're welcome. And so I want to know, so what is, I already think I know what the answer is to this, but what is one thing you are into right now? Well, after uh, um, seeing Ghost on uh, Tuesday, that's uh, sort of my obsession at the moment. Great show at Fiddler's Green. Uh, such an incredible performance. Uh, Tobias has amazing, amazing stage presence. For those who don't know who Ghost is, they're a Swedish metal band. Uh, they've been around probably 12, 13 years now. Uh, Tobias Forge is, uh, their lead vocalist. Uh, his stage name is Papa Emeritus the Fourth. Yeah, we're on the fourth now. Yeah, it's, there's, there's a bunch of, they have a whole, it's independent, but there's a YouTube thing that they, uh, that they do, um, all sorts of different characters. It's, it's incredibly involved and amazingly creative. Went to the show Tuesday night at Fiddler's Green, and it was amazing. Uh, so now I've been driving my family nuts um, with Ghost uh, for the past three days, which they're kind of used to at this point. Uh, the other thing is I have um, been reading a book, The Three-Body Problem. It is uh, science fiction. It's a Hugo Award winner. Written the author, whose name I am not even going to attempt to pronounce. I don't know if you want to give that a try there, Erin. Six, Sixy and Lou? Maybe? I, maybe? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, maybe, possibly. My, yeah, my son recommended it. But the author, he is a um, Chinese engineer. So it's very, very scientific, very technical. Uh, thankfully, the gentleman who translated it 
has a lot of footnotes like, oh, this is what this is. And this is what this is, because otherwise I would be completely confused. It's, it's a little bit different take on your typical alien invasion storyline. Uh, it takes place, it starts out, well, here, I'll actually read the synopsis because that'll be a little bit better. Uh, set against the backdrop of China, China's cultural revolution, a secret military project sends signals into space in an attempt to make contact with aliens, and they succeed. An alien civilization on the brink of destruction captures the signal and plans to invade Earth. Now on Earth, different camps start forming, planning to either welcome the superior beings and help them take over a world seen as corrupt or to fight against the invasion. The result is a science fiction masterpiece of enormous scope and vision. It's a little bit of a slow burn. Uh, I'm about halfway through it, but very, very interesting. So I, if, if you are very much into science fiction, um, especially the science portion, the science fiction, I highly recommend it. Uh, and I'm really interested to see how everything all plays out and how all the characters interconnect because there's a lot of characters so far in the book and it's I'm trying to figure out and of course my son is not giving me any hints thank you I don't want spoilers but um I can't wait to see how this all sort of comes together uh so very interesting definitely recommend Cool. Yeah, and um, just to let everybody know that author's name is spelled C I X I N and then L I U, just in case I I wasn't pronouncing it right and you're curious. <laughs> so yes, just to let you know. Awesome. Well, you know, I I did predict the the ghost one. <laughs> I predicted that. I was going to be shocked if that wasn't it. I mean, it hasn't been all over my Facebook feed or anything <laughs> like the past week. Well, at all. And, and you mentioned that in advance of us recording, I <laughs> so I knew it was probably going to be mentioned. So I guess that's a little bit of me cheating, and it's. Not I did easy. say it was going to be gush, still gushing over ghosts, and I yeah. am. I'm still in my my post concert <laughs> high at this point. <laughs> yeah, so it's not too much of me being psychic, but kind of being psychic. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'm predictable. Uh, <laughs> Well, I I am also into music. I'm not into Ghost, but uh, we were originally going to be doing an episode talking about Alanis Morissette next week, and that is no longer happening. I'm not positive what next week's is going to be. It might actually end up being just me. You're just going to have to deal with your host by herself for both episodes. I'm thinking maybe the Friday one will be in Ask Me Anything About Music. So I am putting that out there now. That's what I think I will end up doing. So if you have any questions for me about music, once again, it can't be anything like soundtrack related, anything related to a movie or TV, please don't ask me about that because I won't be able to answer it, unfortunately. But if you have any questions for me about music, like some of my favorites, favorite songs, anything like that, any question that comes to mind, please, please send them along. You put them in the comments. I'm going to be putting out a call for this. DM us, email us, contact us through our website. Uh, and I will answer those on next Friday's episode. At least that's what it looks like it's going to be doing. I'll let you know if that changes. But anyway, but since we were going to be covering Alanis Morissette, I was listening to her music. And I mean, I'll be honest, I I liked Alanis Morissette okay in the 90s. I just was never really that big into her. She was not one of those ones that I listened to constantly. I had roommates and friends that she was everything to them, for them. 
but she wasn't that necessarily for me. But I have found when I was going through and listening that there are a few of her songs that I just really love and did not realize how much I loved them until I was doing this pre-prep for an ep- for the episode. Uh, and so then that took me down a journey to other 90s female artists. So then I was listening to some Tori Amos and who I'm sure one day we will cover on this podcast because I really don't see how we can't. And then I was listening to like Annie DeFranco and, and stuff. And so it was just this interesting revisit of these artists that I know meant a lot to people and some of their songs like Tori Amos more than the others, but meant a lot to me when I was in my late teens, early twenties. And so that's been interesting revisiting and, you know, it's funny because I love music so much, but I always realize that until I go back and search for it, that I actually don't listen to a lot of female artists. And I don't know why that is, but it's always been the case. I've always listened to more male artists than female artists. But then I'll go and I'll find someone and go, okay, I should really listen to more of this. So it's been nice to be listening to um, some of those women who were so uh, so big and such a huge part of the 90s. So, yes, that's what I am into right now. So, Sarah, moving on, what is one thing that you are excited or upset about or mixed about? Excited about, uh, let's see, uh, Corey Taylor, who if you've heard me before, you know how much I love him, is uh, uh, releasing a second solo album on September 12th, I think. I want to say it's the 12th. So, of course, I've already pre-ordered it on vinyl. (laughs) And uh, he's uh, uh, dropped two songs from it, one called Beyond, and the other one is called uh, Post Traumatic Blues, and it's about his uh, struggle with PTSD. Very, very powerful song, in my opinion. Um, and in sort of along with that, and he started this a while ago, he now has the Taylor Foundation, which raises money for uh, military and first responders that suffer from PTSD. So he's been doing a lot of work with that, fundraising, uh, supporting uh, therapy dogs, that sort of thing. Um, so super excited to hear the whole album. I'm going to see him on the 25th, which is two days before my birthday. So happy birthday to me. Um, <laughs> my husband, I don't think is so thrilled with it. I'm like, it's my birthday. This is what I want to do. You're going. He had no choice. So it'll be, uh, that'll be a nice birthday present for me. So, but yeah, super excited about that. Um, I, I, there, there are things that I am annoyed about. I think um, that I can't really talk about. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> there are lots of things I want to talk about and I just can't talk about them. But see, you know, the interesting thing about all of this with, you know, having to limit what we're talking about because of the WGA strike and the and the sag after strike is the blessing of it. Once again, we don't want people to have to be on strike. But the blessing of it for this is that we get to talk about stuff that we don't always focus on as much. True. Like yeah. a lot more book recommendations, a lot more music stuff and things. So that is the blessing of it. 
you know, once again, don't want people on strike, but there is that, that side to it. That is a blessing. So, yeah. Uh, well, what I am excited about, and I'm not going to really talk about what I'm doing in this realm, but, um, because I just can't necessarily, but I, a while back, a couple, like about month or so ago and on our last episode that we did right before we kind of changed everything it was it was Paula and I and we were originally going to have Billy Zane episode not no we weren't going to have Billy Zane on the podcast that would have been amazing but <laughs> we were going to be doing a Billy Zane episode that Friday and anyway we had done our pop culture thing and we had talked about archive of our own or AO3 were you know the big fan fiction site and how that had gotten attacked by a cyber attack and all this stuff and how ironic that it was that that happened when I had just revisited that site for the first time in months and months and months and months and months and was reading some fanfic and I was also reading fanfic that I had written and I have an unfinished fanfic there and I have decided and I haven't this is a fanfic that I started writing in 2015 it is a series and I last updated the last part in 2019 so I had been working on this for four years and then I haven't looked at it or written anything on it for four years now and I am starting to write for it again and my and I'm determined to be able to finish this and that is very exciting for me because I haven't you know, writing is a huge part of myself and I've written screenplays and won an award for one and I haven't written much lately. And so it's a joy that I am doing that again and that I'm feeling inspired to do that. More than anything, it's the inspiration part that is bringing me joy and getting me excited. So that's what I'm excited. It's more of a personal thing, but I think it has to plays in with this so that's what i'm excited about right now that sounds i i how did i not know you wrote fan fiction i don't know how that's like i don't know past me i don't know i don't know i knew about the screenplay though (laughs) (laughs) but um if people are interested um with my my fanfic handle i've mentioned it before on other episodes but it is c avery one the number one so it's S-E-A-A-V-E-R-Y, and then the number one. So, um, and I mainly focus on writing for a certain character named Dean. That's all I'm going to say. So, mm-hmm. there we go. <laughs> we're not going to say anymore. No, yeah, no right. idea where that's from. <laughs> Little ways to play around with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say it without saying it. Yeah. So lastly, what I want to talk about, and I, and I also want to just briefly mention, this isn't what we're going to be talking about, but I want to briefly mention in case you didn't know, I mean, this episode is releasing on Wednesday, but in case you didn't know, we're recording this on Friday, August 11th, and um, the Writers Guild and the AMPTP are finally starting talks again. We don't know for sure where that's going to go, you know, but they've been on strike for like a hundred days, you know, so over a hundred days now. I so, was going to say it's been so, three months. It feels like, yeah. yeah. It's a long well, that, time. At least they're starting talks. That's a good sign, hopefully. Yes. yes. So fingers crossed. Um, and then fingers crossed, of course, for SAG-AFTRA and everything. 
But I do think what we are talking about does play into a lot of the reasons, you know, of course, that actors and writers are striking is because of the dangers of AI. And you may say, oh, well, that's just their problem. But no, it is a big majority of workers' problems. AI is a huge, huge risk to not only jobs, but to our security, our safety, our privacy. As creators, you should be very, very nervous. Uh, Remember, also go back and listen to one of our episodes we did not too long ago. And I talked about how uh, Google and Google Docs, they are also using AI and they can access, if you're a writer and you use Google Docs, they can access that stuff to train their AI. So, you know, please be careful. But the big thing that came out was about Zoom. And Zoom had new updates to their terms of service. And basically it gave, it led people to believe that what they were doing is that they were using customers' data to train artificial intelligence models. So they have said <laughs> that they are not doing that, that they are not, that they, have pe- that they will ask permission first, that they aren't going to, you know, but their terms of service really do give that impression that any recording you do, anything you're doing, your face, your voice, all of that, that they can use that to train their AI and that you can't opt out of that once you opt in. So you are basically providing them. So it's like, here's what their the term of service says. It, and the um, is, and this is from a Vox article that I'll be putting in the show notes. You agree that Zoom compiles and may compile service-generated data based on customer content and use of the services and software. You consent consent to Zoom's access, use, collection, creation, modification, distribution, processing, sharing, maintenance, and storage of service-generated data for any purpose to the extent and in the manner permitted under applicable law, including for the purpose of product and service development, marketing, analytics, quality assurance, machine learning, or artificial intelligence, including for the purpose of training and tuning of algorithms and models, training, testing, improvements of the services, software, or Zoom's other products, services, and software, or any combination thereof, and is otherwise provided in this agreement. So this caused, of course, a lot of backlash, a lot of fear, um, a lot of people wondering, well, does this mean telehealth visits? Are those not private? Uh, How is that going to affect HIPAA? Uh, Classes, voiceovers, podcasts, recordings, writer's rooms, meet over Zoom. Uh, I mean, they're not right now because of WGA strike, but still. And they responded, uh, the company responded with a small update adding, notwithstanding the above, Zoom will not use audio, video, or chat customer content to train our artificial intelligence models without your consent. And it put up a blog post about that. But the fact remains that Zoom's initial wording left it open to be interpreted in the creepiest way possible. That's from the Vox article. And that's the thing, is they can hem and haw and say they you know, they're not going to do it without your permission, but the way it's worded, they could probably easily get around that. And it's frightening. 
and it should be frightening for everybody. And I know, Sarah, when I shared this with you, it was the first time you'd heard about it. Yes. So, and and by the way, everybody just let you know, we're not recording in Zoom right now. No, we're not. <laughs> so, um, but I've used it for a lot of our past interviews. So, um, you know, so what are your thoughts on this then, Sarah? Since- I mean, it's, I mean, that, that was the first, yeah, when you sent that out, that was the first time you'd heard about that. I personally don't use Zoom a lot, but the one thing, and you had mentioned this, that really um, sort of stood out to me is one of the things that I do use Zoom for are televisits with my psychiatrist or my psychologist. So here Zoom is collecting data from, I mean, that to me, that that's a violation of privacy just right there, if they're collecting data and, and information from those visits to help train their AI. And, and I, I don't have a really good grasp on what some of these companies are using AI for. Obviously, within um, the movie industries, television, that sort of thing. I know, and that's something that is concerning uh, with with the strike, using you know, just being able to use their likeness, the actors. From what I from what I understand, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this. No, that's they're, they're, they want to. Then they've done it. They want to scan background actors, and then they'll just use them in per, in perpetuity without paying them. Right. And that's, I mean, it's just, it's not right. And it's absolutely terrifying that that they can do this. I mean, I joked about Skynet, but um, it's, I don't, I don't understand what interest a company like Zoom would have in training an AI. I, that's what I don't quite get. Why? What? What is their interest in that? Do you know? I uh, I don't necessarily know, but it could be. I mean, there could be lots of reasons. They could be maybe even like sharing that information, selling that information. <sighs> they could be using it to um, to even like get rid of some of their staff, so they could use it to train like AI to help solve any issues that are coming up or any product issues. I don't know this for a fact, by the way, everybody. I'm just I'm just speculating here, but I'm just saying I would think with a company like that, that would be one of the reasons that they yeah. okay. would do it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Still not a good idea in uh, in my opinion, because now you're affecting, you know, the lives and, and jobs of people. And their livelihood. But yeah, just the, the, I know they went on in that article to, like you said, to clarify, no, we need your permission and, and still, but the, just the thought of it that they can do that. I don't, uh, very creepy, very creepy. Um, and kind of makes me not want to use Zoom because of that. And just for that reason. Uh, yeah, it's, just the whole idea of AI to me, I mean, a lot of it is stealing other people's art and stealing other people's images and 
using it for their own purpose, um, which legally, I don't know if there's any repercussions there, but morally it's ethically. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't like it. I just don't like it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the, the, just the whole article kind of skeeved me just the thought of it. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. I know you have, you have a lot more knowledge of this than I do. So I'll probably, <laughs> uh, well. or a little bit more, <laughs> or I, I don't know if anyone really does, but <laughs> it just doesn't seem right to me. No, and I and I will I will clarify with the with the um although I'm I can't verify this for sure for sure, but supposedly with the telehealth stuff, because I too use that, but supposedly with the telehealth stuff, it's supposed to be different. It's supposed to be under a different agreement, so they won't be doing that. But I'm not saying I trust that because I don't really trust that. Yeah, I I, I will be honest. I I don't trust that. It, that I mean, I I know a lot of people are now. They're like, well, let's go back to Skype. Let's use Skype. Not insulting Skype at all here. That's when we first started this podcast. That's what we used all the time was Skype. Oh yeah, it was. And so I'm not putting down Skype, but but that doesn't mean that Skype isn't going to do this. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that others aren't going to do this. I just right. I am a pessimist, and I have a hard time believing that there's a single thing out there that is not going to end up using this. I mm-hmm. and which I'm not saying we all just give up and give into this. I just think the way to combat it is to speak out about it and with the strikes, that's why they're striking and all this because it is it's just scary and mm-hmm. you take away humanity and you take away too much of humanity and you're going to have issues in the future and you're also people are going to lose their flipping jobs. That's the other thing is people are going to lose their jobs because of this. Yeah. So, um, and then the other thing I, I want to say about Zoom, and this is totally not about what we're talking about here, but I just think this is absolutely ridiculous. Another thing that Zoom got is being criticized for right now is that they are asking their employees, this is Zoom, they're asking their employees and mandating that their employees come back to the office at least two days a week. I This whole thing of like, I understand the repercussions of if you don't have office buildings, you have empty office buildings and then you have workers. I understand the re- repercussions of certain parts of that. But there are so many jobs that you that you can do from home. Trust me, I've been working remotely for like, almost 10, 10 years. Well, basically 10 years now. And trust me, it can be done. And it is, it, it, I cannot even begin to tell you the amount of stress it relieves. Yes, there is a part of it where you do have that struggle of letting go of your work because your work is right there all the time, you know, kind of thing. You have to learn that and learn to kind of treat it as a work day and not as like you do it whenever, or you'll work 24 seven or something. Mm -hmm. But it relieves a lot of stress and you don't have to deal with traffic. You don't have to deal with that stuff. You don't have to deal with, I'm sorry, but your coworkers, I mean, you still do, but in a very different way. (laughs) And it just creates such a better work-life balance and CEOs and all these assholes getting upset about the fact that people don't want to return to the office. 
is such bullshit to me. And it's not like they, they will do whatever they want. They just want to be able to have control anyway. So that's all. I just wanted to add that little thing that I think it's absolutely ridiculous that Zoom wants their workers to come back in just because, and also I just think it's ridiculous because it's Zoom. <laughs> well, yeah. I understand there's stuff you might not be able to do from, but they're, but it's Zoom. It's Zoom. They, I <laughs> mean, you're they, supposed to be able to do everything over Zoom. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This, this is the company that, you know, became huge during 2020. <laughs> for remote work and now they want their people to come back i mean i get it i think you know sometimes there are things that need to be done face to face or for whatever reason but you know for a company like zoom that this you know this is this is their company model you know this is their their business model this is their business model is remote remote working or remote employment and yeah. It's, well, and their business model, yeah, it, it's not even remote employment. Their business model has always been like remote communication. Yes. Yes. And thank so you. it's like, and so it's like, if that's your business model and you're not going to stick to your fucking business, business model, model. <laughs> it's so, it's so, it's so weird to me. And here's the thing I, I know that there are jobs where you, sh- I mean, like, you can't do a lot of healthcare jobs and you can't do like convenience or grocery workers. Yes, I understand. But when you are able to do the ones that you can, plus a company will save a lot in overhead. They're not having to pay for an office. They're not having, you know, it's just, it just saves money. People, you'll have happier workers. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't care about that, but you'll have happier workers. And, (laughs) and people are finding that to fill jobs, they are able to fill remote jobs or at least hybrid jobs a lot quicker than the jobs that are requiring people to go into the office. So I mean, it's just, it, uh, to me, it's a, it's sort of a win-win for the employee and the employer. Um, for the employee, you're not commuting, you're not putting all that wear and tear on your car, you're not paying for all that gas. And like you said, the employer, they don't necessarily have to have all that uh, office space overhead as yeah. well. So, I mean, to me, it's, it just seems like it would be a win-win, but... Yeah, there, it would you know, be. There are companies like Zoom, I guess, now that are fighting against it. So, well, a lot of companies are. It's really ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. And screw billionaires again. Um, right. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> They're the biggest problem in this country. So, we, <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and close what this up? episode. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to close out this episode. And Sarah, if you want to tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Uh, yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook uh, under Sarah Vaccaro Barnick. That's uh, B as in boy, A-R-N-A-I-K. Um, I'm on Instagram and now X. <laughs> I- <laughs> I refer to his Twitter. I'm like, oh my god, another billionaire, right? right, Exactly. X, really? Okay, whatever you want. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I'm on those at uh, at Nate Cam Mom. That's N A T E C A M M O M. Awesome. Thank you. And this is Aaron. Remember, you don't want to follow me because, well, I'm boring. I, I don't ever tweet anymore on my personal account and my Instagram is private. So you don't want to follow me. You want to follow Fergie. 
at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. Yes, it is long, but it is worth it. She is a clown and she's adorable. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter, I'm not saying that other one, Elon, at <laughs> at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. <laughs> on on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On threads, yes, we're on there. We have posted maybe two or three times, but we're on there at it's a fandom thing pod. We do have a Discord server that, that we have a we have private ones, but we have a public one uh called fandom thingers and i always forget we have this but i it's usually in the show notes and so you can go ahead and you can if you want to talk to us about that we have a public christian bail one um you know stuff like that so if you want to come and talk to some of your favorite panelists you can do that there it's it's exciting uh (laughs) i didn't really sell that too well uh if you have any feedback show notes if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show please feel free to reach out to us via our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Click the contact us button there. That'll shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And while you're there, please consider becoming a Patreon supporter today for as little as three bucks a month. And at that, at that three bucks a month level, we are also now offering a seven day free trial. So you have nothing to lose. You can try it out for seven days. And if you like the bonus content and also getting ad-free episodes, by the way, so if you heard ads in this episode, you won't hear them over there, um, then become a Patreon supporter today. We are going to be having an upcoming, yes, I know summer's almost over, but still, we're going to have an upcoming bonus episode with Carla and Aaron A, where we are going to be giving you our summer playlist. So we're going to create a playlist and then we're going to create a private playlist on Spotify that we will share only with our Patreon subscribers. So, you know, and now we also have a special Spotify channel for our Patreon subscribers. So we've got so much cool stuff. We do giveaways. You get to vote on bonus episodes. We have a bunch of bonus content that I can't talk, I can't mention on the podcast, but recorded it before the strike that you can also listen to. So it's, it's, you you don't want to miss out. So once again, click on the support us in our, on our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com or click the link in our show notes. And you can also consider buying us a coffee, going to our Redbubble store, or the greatest support you can give an indie podcaster is give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And share, 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 share. If you like what you are hearing, share it with your friends, share it with your neighbors, share it with your loved ones, share it. That is the biggest way you can help support us because it's a huge huge ocean of content and it's becoming harder and harder to find your way through that ocean sometimes. So support indie podcasts, especially when they are podcasts that don't just feature the same white men sitting around a microphone. No, I, I listen to some of those. I'm just saying <laughs> we need a broader range. So that me yes. about what every podcast looks like goes away. <laughs> so, so on our next episode, Sarah is going to be back to talk about the band Rage Against the Machine. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.